Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Joel Bynes Show. Grateful for you. I want to commence a six-part series on the six pillars of self-esteem by the one and only Nathaniel Brandon. And the reason for this series is, A, the six pillars of self-esteem and Brandon's work has been incalculable in value in my own personal development. And these six pillars, these six practices of authentic self-esteem are ongoing. And in my continued growth, it's a, it's the fundamentals in many ways of how I operate. And I think if we desire to actualize our own potential and our own happiness and to create a flourishing life and create a flourishing world, then fundamentals are essential. And it's getting to these fundamentals of self-esteem is how we birth from the inside out healthy and wholesome ways of being for for humans. And we can spread through ripple effects when we invest in ourselves and invest in our own self-development. And Brandon's work is absolutely powerful in in building that from a foundational level. So we'll start with defining self-esteem and then I'll tell you about the six pillars in overview and then we'll focus on the pillar number one today, which is the practice of living consciously. Um, but let's really define what self-esteem is because there's a lot of connotation that you might associate with that term. And Brandon is actually, Nathaniel Brandon is the father of the term. He wrote his first book on this topic is The Psychology of Self-Esteem. He wrote in the 70s, and it is truly defining self-esteem in an authentic and grounded way. And that term sort of got uh, watered down in the basically the 80s and 90s. Um, and so we're, we're going to go back to the roots of this term in defining it in the way that Brandon actually defines it. And so basically, Brandon defines self-esteem as, number one, our confidence in our ability to navigate life's challenges, and number two, our belief that we are worthy of happiness. And to quote him directly from his book, to flesh that out, he says, more specifically, self-esteem is, one, confidence in our ability to think confidence in our ability to cope with the basic challenges of life, and two, confidence in our right to be successful and happy, the feeling of being worthy, deserving, entitled to assert our needs and wants, achieve our values, and enjoy the fruits of our efforts. So this confidence is a confidence that is earned through our ability to think. He says in his book, The Psychology of Self-Esteem, that we have the choice to think or not to think in any moment. And it's our choice to think that is fundamental to building self-esteem, authentic self-esteem. We also have the choice to not think. And that's when we move down this trail of avoidance, evasion, and disassociation. And of course, this 
is understandable when we are growing up in this culture because this culture is not nurturing our self-esteem because it is nurturing dependence rather than independence. It is fostering that in these conventional parenting and schooling paradigms. So it acts, uh, self-esteem asks of us to be courageous and to think in a culture that doesn't think, essentially. But that choice is available to you no matter what. That choice is always there for you to choose to think. And if you choose not to, that is still a choice. And when you continue to invest in that, you build that foundational self-esteem as you watch yourself make the choice. So this is essential in Brandon's definition is you're constantly watching yourself. And that's just the way it is. Now, we can be compassionate in observing our fallibility, our errors, and that kind of relates to his second his second definition of our worthiness of being happy and it's really about that connection to ourself. And we'll get into that more with the the second pillar of self-esteem which is living with self-acceptance, that that kindness to self as we perhaps make errors. But the the point here is that we're always watching ourselves. We're always observing. So if you wake up at three o'clock in the morning, you're by yourself. What do you think about yourself? As Tom Bilyeu says, what do you think about yourself when you're by yourself? So our actions, our choice to think, and then our actions are constantly, we are watching ourselves do those things. So when we choose one action versus another, that could impact our self-esteem. So let's review the six pillars. Number one, the practice of living consciously. Number two, the practice of self-acceptance. Number three, the practice of self-responsibility. Number four, the practice of self-assertiveness. Number five, the practice of living with purpose. And number six, the practice of living with integrity. So all these six pillars integrate symbiotically and they really found themselves on the first pillar, I would say, which is the art of living consciously, the practice of living consciously. Because living with purpose, for example, assumes that you are conscious of what you want. So all these pillars integrate together and you'll see how that plays out as we review each of these six pillars. And I definitely invite you to read the six pillars of self-esteem by Nathaniel Brandon, which is his sort of um, magnum opus, if you will, and the culmination of his decades of work. He wrote this book in the 90s, but he also has incredible, other incredible books, The Art of Living Consciously, Honoring the Self. Honoring the Self is perhaps my, my personal favorite. Um, the Psychology of Romantic Love. It's the most mature take on what romantic love is I've ever come across. Um, Breaking Free is a powerful book where he's, in that book in particular, outlining those 24 questions about your one's childhood to get clarity on what happened and individualizing, excuse me, individuating from the family system in which you grew up. So his his books are incredible and I consider myself almost a student of him 
because every time I go back and read his books, it's he's always asking those direct questions to invite me to be aware of how I am living. So let's go into this first pillar, the, the practice of living consciously. And again, this is a practice. So we're going to be fallible creatures. We're going to have slip-ups. We're going to, you know, maybe get off track in some way. And it's helpful to remember that we can love ourselves unconditionally and accept ourselves unconditionally and be curious about the parts of ourselves that might want to take certain actions that might get in the way of our long-term self-interest, our long-term enlightened self-esteem building. And so as if we make any of these choices, we can let go of the moral, moralistic judgment and just have that needs-based judgment. Like, hey, what's going on? What is this in my self-interest, really? Is this meeting my need for integrity or meeting my need for self-esteem, my, meeting my need for honesty, um, meeting my need for consciousness? So we can have that compassionate lens as we as we grow and, and invest in this journey of, of self-development, which is, which is a gift in and of itself to get to have the opportunity in this beautiful life to grow and connect to the authentic self and assert that self and write your script in life. So living consciously, you know, living consciously is truly about being aware of what is occurring in your reality. Now, reality means your outer circumstances as well as your inner reality. So this is the foundation and it's constantly inviting you to expand awareness, expand awareness. What is happening? Why am I doing this? What are my values? Is this in my self-interest? What's the cost of this choice? What's the benefit of this choice? What's the opportunity cost of this choice? What are the long-term implications of this choice? Is this in alignment with my future? Do I really want this? What do I actually want? What are my true desires versus what are the desires that I'm introjecting from society? What are my beliefs? What are my convictions and so forth? Asking questions, essentially, is, is the art of living consciously. And it's being aware of what the facts are and not pretending that it's something else. So Brandon says, our mind is our basic tool of survival. Betray it and self-esteem suffers. So if you are checking out and turning away from truth, then you're basically betraying your own consciousness. And that's going to decrease that self-esteem. If you are choosing to evade that volitional capacity to think, then that will affect your own self-esteem levels. So a few more notes here about the specifics of living consciously that Brandon notes, and I'll sort of riff on some of these. So he says, a mind is active rather than passive. So again, it's that expansion of awareness at all times. And another word to think about is conscientiousness. Am I flowing through life and letting life happen to me? Or am I conscientious about my choices and the impact of those choices in my short and long term? I'm actively active-minded about what's happening, as, as well as what information is coming into my awareness, what people are saying. Am I thinking critically about the information that's coming in? Or am I passively, passively absorbing things? Um, being in the moment, Brennan says, being in the moment 
without losing the wider context. So I love this one because he's integrating in the the present moment awareness that many people talk about with also understanding how that present is relating to the context of your of your reality and the purpose of that moment. So I think living with presence in involves living with purpose, right? So to have the understanding of the greater context is essential to have that actual present moment state. He says, being concerned to distinguish among facts, interpretations, and emotions. So yeah, having that active mind to clarify, okay, what is actually happening? What's, what's the objective observation of what is happening versus a story I'm telling? Right. As Marshall Rosenberg said, the highest form of intelligence is the ability to observe without evaluating. So can we get clear that this is what's happening objectively? Here's the story I have about it, or maybe the story this person seems to have about it. And then what are my emotions about it? Having that ability to distinguish thoughts, facts, and emotions. He says, noticing and confronting my impulses to avoid or deny painful or threatening realities. Mm, this is a big one because this a temptation to deny and disown parts of ourselves can be a strong one because those parts might be seeking comfort and we can have compassion for that. Um, but the, the key here is to be aware if there's an actual fact on the table, right? Let's say there's a fact that you have a relationship and the fact is that when that person calls you, you feel uneasy when you see their name on the caller ID. Like you could say that's an objective fact about your subjective consciousness. Like you feel this feeling in your gut continually every time this person calls you. Okay, that is data coming in that you can observe as a fact. And the question is, are you going to accept that fact or are you going to deny it? And are you going to evade it and turn the blind eye, turn the shoulder so that, you know what, I don't want to confront that. Well, that could affect your self-esteem, right? That could affect your self-esteem. So it's being actually uh, courageous enough to confront the truth and avoid the, the impulse to turn away. A couple more here. One is persevering in the attempt to understand in spite of difficulties. So I love this persevering. And Brandon also talks about the will to persevere is essential when you're moving through these these challenges and these difficulties and you maybe don't have clarity on a situation but you continue to persevere and build that resilience no matter what the circumstances are and one more a concern to be aware of the values that move and guide me as well as their roots so that i am not ruled by values i have irrationally adopted or uncritically accepted from others so again that awareness about what are my values? And more deeply, why are those my values? Are those the best values for my self-interest? And where did these values come from? Am I constructing them from first principles? Or am I inheriting them from my parents? Am I inheriting them from, from the culture in which I grew up? So that's the, the call to think critically and to live consciously. And again, you could be you could be surrounded by a literally virtually everybody in your environment not living consciously, and that is why it's courageous. That's why it's it's admirable. 
when you choose to think independently in an environment of of non-critical thinking, essentially. So let's shift towards the end of, in the end of each chapter of the six pillars of self-esteem, Brandon invites what he calls sentence completion exercises to facilitate your growth in these areas, in these pillars. And sentence completion work is one of the top tools I've ever used in my life for personal development because it's an option, it's an opportunity to connect to the subconscious in a very fast and rapid way. So basically, a sentence completion is to start with a defined sentence stem, the first portion of a sentence, and then you finish that sentence without filter and just allowing your subconscious to finish that with whatever comes up first. And Brandon also suggests doing that, you know, six to 10 times for each sentence stem. And it can be a very profound experience because a lot of information can come up and you can start to become conscious of what is happening in your subconscious. And the key is just to not filter yourself and not even evaluate what you, what you write or what you say. You can do this written or you can do it uh, speaking out loud. I did these every day as part of my morning routine for about seven years as a written journaling um, prompt. And I used his Brandon's suggested sentence stems that um, he has two 30-week programs that I've gone through multiple times now. And I've also created my own sentence stems and I've, I've had different variations. But let me give you an example so that you, you can better understand what I'm saying here. So for example, very simply, you could start with the stem. Living consciously to me means, and then you finish that sentence. So you do that six to 10 times. So I'll, I'll demo it for you right now. Living consciously to me means being honest. Living consciously to me means being aware. Living consciously to me means not pretending. Living consciously to me means being curious. Living consciously to me means not pretending and evading what my reality is. Living consciously to me means asking myself, why am I choosing this profession? Living consciously to me means being curious about the opportunity costs of every decision. Living consciously to me means being aware of my emotions. Okay, so all those just came out. I didn't plan any of those. And that gives me information to heighten my awareness about living consciously. And that could be, then you could do, go on to another STEM. Brandon suggests the STEM. If I bring 5% more awareness to my activities today, dot, 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 let those let those finish. He likes to do these 5% ones um, because it's very small and sort of non-intimidating amount, bite size, but it's still high enough where it's like concrete. Uh, another one he has is, if I bring 5% more awareness to my most important relationships, see that one could be uncomfortable at, at times if you have certain relationships that you realize that you're not showing up the way you want to, or you're avoiding saying something, or you are not confronting something, or so these stems, when you let yourself do them, 
and you finish them without filter, you actually find out what you think and feel. You actually find out because your gut, your subconscious knows what, what the story is. It knows what you think and feel. So you get to observe that and very rapidly. So Brandon in his 30 week programs, he basically suggests you, he has each week a set of about five, four five, six sentence stems. And you do each of those and you've, finish those sentence stems six to 10 times each. And you do that whole chunk every morning for five days. And I'll link to in the show notes, the link to where he explains his 30 week programs. And you can literally just copy and paste his sentence stems and do his 30 week programs. That's literally what I did uh, every day for about seven years and super transformative stuff. So yeah, I'll link to that and you can you can see and you can read his his full directions about how to ideally do these sentence stems, but you can do it however works for you. There's no right way to do this stuff. I did find that following his suggestions, which is to do it in the morning and and just taking five minutes and then moving on with your day. And you you find that you start raising your awareness. And the, the sentence completion exercises sort of permeate throughout your day and week because you're sort of drawing out this data, these thoughts and feelings from your subconscious, and that begins to raise your awareness naturally. Even just the most basic step, living consciously to me means, right, that is going to be a powerful one to simply raise awareness about your actions, thoughts, feelings, and so forth. So that's the foundation of these six pillars. And it's the one I go back to the most. And it's a, the one that Brandon wrote an entire book about, The Art of Living Consciously, expanding upon this particular pillar, because I would say it's, it's the foundation of all these six pillars. And again, all these six are going to integrate together, you'll see. Um, but this is one of the main keys I would suggest towards self-authenticity towards self-actualization towards self-esteem and towards happiness right at the end of the day we we want to get our needs met in abundance right and and to be happy and we actually have the power to do that yet i would say it's earned it's earned to be able to create happiness through watching yourself tackle life's challenges and build self-esteem and confront difficult situations and be aware of your why and not just denying and disowning parts of yourself, right? To be aware of that inner reality. We have the op opportunity to really integrate these parts of ourselves to then live the life that we want to live. And that's the art of self-esteem. And, and all that comes again with that second half of his definition, that the belief that you are worthy of happiness, the belief that you have the right to exist. You have the right to happiness. It's your birthright. It literally is. Just by breathing and existing, you have the right to be happy and to flourish and to assert yourself and to get your needs met. And it can be tough to, to fully embody that positive belief when we live in a culture that's basically baked in self-sacrifice concepts. Basically, we're told implicitly growing up like, hey, hey, kid, like life's not really about you. It's about other people. 
So you can kind of join the party here, but don't, you know, don't express your unique thoughts and feelings and so forth. So this conformity culture and the group think, and this is the reality for most of human history, even tribes as well as civilization. You know, this self-esteem need has not really been at the forefront of of humanity. So we have the opportunity to cultivate that and value the self. And of course, that includes being empathetic and considerate of others as desired. We can have win-win, actually increase your self-esteem, right? When you give from abundance. But if you give from obligation, that's a lose-lose, isn't it? So thanks for listening. And I hope this is valuable for you to invite more and more awareness. It's valuable for me. I've been diving into this stuff for 10 years and it's still valuable to me to share it with you and continuing to learn and, and practice these six pillars. When we practice and we do that from self-love, we have the opportunity to make a huge impact on our lives and the people around us. And that's how we can build the world we wish to create. Thanks for listening.